You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cooligans, we are in the middle of an international break. Let's talk about some of the games that are happening. Let's talk about some friendlies. Let's talk about World Cup qualifiers that uh, I'm very jealous of that are not happening in, t- in the United States of America for reasons unforeseen. We have no yeah. idea what could be going on. Got uh, no clue. <laughs> and, and we talk about uh, some of the some leaked info coming from U.S. soccer. That's right. Plus, we talked to Jane Campbell, who just got called up to the women's national team camp. And we talk about Houston Dash, her celebrations, and why maybe she's going to start dancing in goal. That and more today on the Cooligans! What's going on, guys? Ellie from Copenhagen. You might not know who I am, but you've got nothing better to do. So watch the Soccer Cooligans talking all things football, politics, music, culture. Swipe up, click the link, do That'll something. Do. That'll Perfect. Do. Yeah, baby! Okay. Let me get... Let me get myself ready okay. and prepare. I like how you fix your collar, even though okay. you're not wearing a tie. You never I, know. I, you know, you forget. Just because you're at home, you, you forget you're on a, a TV show. It's, right? Uh, <laughs> you, Let yourself you, go. You know? Okay. Getting too comfortable out right? here, right? We haven't worn pants in six months. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And if, uh, you know, if, if you are wearing pants, you're probably a cop. Okay. Yeah, we don't trust you if you're wearing <laughs> pants right now. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians. Who happen to be pantless. Who happen to be pantless. Okay. I... All right. And uh, you know what? That, and that's been a problem in the comedy community for a little bit too long. All right. We but we're to... doing it by ourselves. <laughs> we're our Okay. Much respect to everyone else. <laughs> uh, we are your favorite stand-up comedians. I host the funniest soccer show that has ever existed. I and we also happen to be the gulliest. Correct. And we have some have, respect. <laughs> uh, and we are excited about today's show because we're going to be joined a little later by Jane Campbell, a goalkeeper for the champion Houston Dash. That's okay. right. And she's just stopping recently- PKs and she's stopping by our show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, she also just got re- a recent, recent call up to the U.S. Women's National Team camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're excited to talk to Which her. Which is about- the second most exciting call up she's gotten since we told her we wanted her on the show. Yes. That call up paled in comparison uh, to when we had reached out to her. She's like, her. yo, U.S. Soccer, I got to go. There's two comedians <laughs> calling me right now. <laughs> so uh, a-, a lot going on. Uh, this week uh, and uh, last weekend, uh, obviously we, we're, we're in the middle of an international break. Uh, right, you know, uh, for everyone but MLS. MLS is like, y'all go do what you do. We're gonna keep playing over here. We, uh, look, we've said this year after year. We play by our own rules. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, during the international break, all the MLS players wear leather jackets while they play okay they really you know walk to the beat of their own drum they're like we're gonna do whatever we want you know what mls is like mls is like when your friends are like yo y'all want this is obviously before covid they're like yo you want to go grab a meal and you're like yeah and i'm gonna be a little late everyone's getting at seven all right i'll get there seven fifteen. and when you get there they've already ordered entrees you're not allowed to do that <laughs> you're just allowed to get a couple apps for the table and for the table means y'all ordering for me as well so i can wow. dig in Mad disrespectful. <laughs> okay, yeah. When it, you know, I, I learn a lot about food etiquette. 
uh, restaurant etiquette through Alexis Guerrero. Do you not? Uh, you don't really go out to eat with friends. You're just like, well, who cares? Oh, Let's rummage through the park and get some greens. <laughs> you want to say like I have no friends that would no. I could I could even possibly have dinner with? No, 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 no. You have friends, a lot of them, but they're not inviting you to dinner. <laughs> I mean, some are okay. You're right? The the, the health like, conscious uh, ones. Yeah, I was like, you're gonna invite Christian. He's gonna judge all the 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 cuchifritos I'm about to order. <laughs> I'm not a judgmental person when it comes to what other people eat. I just, but, but for you some like reason, we haven't had a show for five years. We're I'm just a saying, significant part what, of your personality. What I choose to eat apparently offends you because yes. it makes you self-conscious. No, and, no. All right. You're projecting a little bit. Not, it's got nothing to do with me. Okay. Well, anyway, that's MLS. You're MLS. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So anyway, so. The uh, I, I do the international break. Let's talk about a couple of matches, right? The U.S. is not. We're not doing any friendlies here. Uh, any there's no World Cup qualifying yet. Everybody rest go- up. <laughs> we ain't got okay. nothing. We ain't we ain't prepared. In uh, fact, nothing is scheduled as far as we know, <laughs> except. <laughs> okay, but all right, people, uh, are, they're running off at the mouth. All right, all right so Gio that's spilling tea all over the place. <laughs> okay, Greg Berhalter's out here like, yo, why are you telling everybody my business, Eugenio? Fam. <laughs> Zip your mouth. <laughs> Why are you snitching about scheduled matches? So apparently, this is uh, was just news. Uh, we're, we're taping this on on, on Monday, the 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 twelfth. Uh, and Serginho Dest apparently uh, was asked about uh, potential upcoming U.S. men's national team matches. And he said that they are matches uh, happening this month uh, against Wales and Australia. Only issue is. U.S. Soccer has not said anything about this, uh, and apparently it looked like it looks like Serginho Dest has leaked uh, information that was probably not due to be out just yet. Which one uh, were they going to tell us if it's this month? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, hurry, get on TV. <laughs> There's a match happening right now. I, I guess it, it's you know it's spooky season, so they were going to like surprise us day of. They're like, boo! We, there's a U.S. Men's National Team game. Get ready. This is the October surprise. <laughs> Usually that's just for politics, but they're like, nah, surprise. We and where. <laughs> so look if this uh, l- let's presume that this is true and these are the games the u.s men's national team against wales uh you know this will it'll we'll see if uh you know gareth bale will play aaron ramsey yeah good this will be a good matchup uh the u.s men's national team has not played a game in forever uh-huh. uh, uh i don't know there, there hasn't been like a camp I don't know what the team is even going to look like. There's so many like uh, uh, potentially new players. Uh, well, so many people have been putting out these lineups of like the the first eleven for the men's national team, and none of them are MLS players. That's like the big thing. It's like this yeah. could be the first. Uh, we might get to see that squad. You know, we sure. might get to see where are they putting. You know, uh, Tyler Adams. Where are they putting Weston McKenney? You know, we we might start to get to see this. We might start start to get to see who is your new first choice forward you know well, or it, second it, choice because first choice still uh giassi zardes right course, i mean come yeah, on yeah, i have some respect gonna... for the guy you know <laughs> i mean look it, it we we make jokes but he's playing amazing this season he, he deserves he, it he, i'm not saying he shouldn't <laughs> i just know the fans right now have dropped their iphones <laughs> uh but it looks like you know even if you're a, a, a an mls based u.s men's national team player would you even accept a possible call-up right because you will 
miss pretty much the rest of your season uh, if you do choose uh, to go. I assume Berhalter will not even call up any MLS players use. This will be the opportunity to get all the players that are based out in Europe uh, and see what these teams look like, right? So that's... Right. That'd be not. Not only will that be a thing that everybody's always wanted, uh, but maybe we can see if uh, you know if it'll work. Mm-hmm. If and, and then as far as and also the, what but, the depth is without MLS players, which is yeah probably going to be an issue. But the we'll we'll see. You know, for the for the sake of like convenience and safety, it's easier to obviously just call in all the Europe Europe based players. Uh, because that's the world that we're in uh, at the moment. So I would I would hope if they're going to call in men's national team players, it's guys like Akinola who we need to capitalize so he don't pick Canada. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he's there. Look, uh, supporter shield uh, uh, is probably going to go to Toronto. Yeah, uh, Akinola. I mean, why would he accept it now? Right? He could also go to Canada. Uh, that's the perfect time to call him is so that he can't choose Canada. You know what I mean? So he could <laughs> be like, then, well, they wanted me and I have to say no, but still. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm just going to miss the rest of uh, my MLS season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, like so, asking your friend, you don't want to go to dinner to go to dinner. No, one they're going to say no, like you, so we could go to a deep fried food place. You know what yeah, I mean? That's, yeah. that's the move. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jane Campbell will be joining us. In just a moment, uh, so please stick around. Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk real quick about World Cup qualifying, which uh, began uh, for Comebol uh, yeah. in South America. And uh, so it's already- like Copa Libertadores for the country. <laughs> sure, that's. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know who the, who that will help that, that description, <laughs> but I hope it does. Anyway, uh, meaning uh, how lit <laughs> it is. You know I mean? Okay, okay, cool. So um, let's start with. Colombia, of yeah. course. Colombia, your home uh, country. My adopted soccer. During, yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Colombia defeats Venezuela three nil. Uh, performances and appearances yep. by James Rodriguez, uh, by Yerimina. Yerimina. Uh, okay, the, uh, the, the Digne, st- Dom- Dominic Calvert Lewin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. these. Uh, yeah, we all know these uh, <laughs> prideful Colombian <laughs> men. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, they they served, they heard cafeteros and they were like, close enough. We're the yeah, cafeteros. Yeah. We'll be there. Uh, now, the interesting thing about this game, obviously, Colombia went uh, three nothing. Yeah. Um, but the it, it, a disappointing, really sad injury uh, for the the Bayer Leverkusen players, uh, Santiago Arias, uh, the the uh, right back for uh, for Colombia, who who has a, just a devastating injury, broke his uh, ankle. Uh, Very clearly. Had, yeah, had the same uh, like uh, Andre Gomez type injury. Uh, just really, really unfortunate. It happened yeah. early in the game. Uh, I, you know, I, I would say it, it was like, as I would say, don't look it up. But by me telling you to not look it up, you're going Means to you're look, it look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's always how these things work. But if, somebody... you, if you saw uh, Ming Sun's reaction to when he injured Andre Gomez, <laughs> That's going to be your reaction if you look it up. So do not look this up. I, correct. Which yeah, means you're I, now looking it up. Because <laughs> I, I, I started watching the game after like, uh, I, I think I caught it at like the 18th minute. And I, this happened at like the 16th or something like that. Uh, and so I didn't I didn't see the actual injury. So I texted my Colombian friend. I'm like, uh, yo, Colombia's doing great after they scored the first goal. He's like, yo, that injury though, the, the Arias. I was like, oh, I didn't see it. And he's like, yeah, man, it was bad. Don't look it up. And I'm like, Okay, let me go look at something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh, I, I won't. 
<laughs> immediately start tippy tapping on your phone. Um, no, so uh, a, a good start for Colombia. It's just it's it's so crazy that we're already at World Cup qualifiers, right? It's just like. Just, it feels like, feels like not only is twenty twenty taking it forever. Now all of a sudden it's moving fast. Now, now we're so, going at a light, lightly speed here. It's so surreal. And then uh, some of the other results: Argentina defeats Ecuador uh, one nil. Messi scored. He smiled. That's news for our Barcelona fans. Correct. He can smile. Uruguay beat Chile. Uh, Chile uh, two to one. Paraguay and Peru t- uh, drew. And Brazil 5-0 against Bolivia, which is pretty good for Bolivia. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Cause Bolivia is, is like, I've always heard it's like one of those, like, uh, it's a trap game. You know, the, all, the other countries in Comebol treat it like, yo, it's supposed to be like, people don't know Bolivia well, or they're not really, they don't have a, like a, you know, as far as a, the popularity of countries, you know right. what I mean? They're They're not. They're not in the, uh, the the top 100, probably. You don't see a lot of Bolivia <laughs> pamphlets at the travel agency. <laughs> you don't you know? Know? <laughs> uh, but, No, but, but Brazil is Brazil, uh, and, and, they, and they showed up for this one. Uh, yeah. Okay, so look, they, they, we're obviously talking about match day one. They're going to be even uh, more games have happened uh, oh, yeah. since we re- recorded this. But uh, yeah, stay tuned. Obviously, a bunch of these games that you can watch on Fubo TV as well. All right, we have Jane Campbell of the Houston Dash and the U.S. Women's National Team coming right up. Come right back, everybody. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break it with a word from one of our sponsors, us, and us, technically the- you. <laughs> <laughs> the Cooligans uh, have now gotten into the mask game. Okay, right. We are... Big mask. That's the business we're in, baby. <laughs> Look, if you want to get, obviously, everybody, you need a mask. Wear a damn mask uh, if you want to get over this dumb pandemic that is ruining all our lives. Uh, right. But so we, we we decided, you know what? Let's make one, and I think it'll be kind of cool uh, if it has the Cooligans logo on it. It also says "Stay safe and stay gully." Right on it. You'll be the freshest, gulliest mask wearer in uh, in the world. Uh, everybody, so sure- at, everybody at that Wegmans or wherever you go in, <laughs> as they're dragging some maskless Karen out, and you walk past them wearing this, will be like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, you're just like with your with your Cooligans mask. You're just gonna be like, "Couldn't be me." Nah, okay. fam, I'm staying gully and safe. And here's the best part. 100% of the proceeds is going to go to charity. We are, we are, uh, I guess, doing a collaboration with South Bronx United. Uh, they help the community in the South Bronx. They have a soccer academy. They do educational classes. They had a journalism class that uh, Christian and I spoke at, and they were like, who are these two? They're not journalists. We know more than them. And I'm like, yep. oh, the dar- <laughs> these kids say the darndest things. Uh, and also, they help out the community where they hand out masks. Uh, they, they do a lot of legal help for uh, a community that could use all of those things. And we absolutely love all those things. We grew up in similar communities, so we wanted to give back. So 100% of the proceeds of this mask goes to that. And in fact, Upper 90, who is teamed up with us and is making the mask, actually gave us an even better deal so we could give even more to charity. So exactly. this would mean a lot to us if you would purchase this. Even if you didn't need an extra mask, it's worth having one, especially one that's as gully as this. Exactly. So, you know, if you don't need one, give it to you. Give it to your child. Okay. Right. They, they could use a nice gully mask while they're Put one on your learning. puppy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so pick one up. You can, you can get them at soccercooligans.com they are from upper 90 they're a high quality mask they they they, you can wear them for a long time they're really comfortable uh highly recommend it even if you again even if you don't need one all the proceeds do go to charity uh so you'll you'll be supporting a very good cause in south bronx united uh so again go you can see the the description the link will be in the the description of this podcast episode uh or you can just go right to soccercooligans.com and the link will be there as well so pick up a mask today 
Hi, baby, and we're back on the Cooligans Living Room FC, and I mean, we I mean, uh, we got champions that come on this show. <laughs> Exclusively. This. If you ain't a champion, you ain't allowed on this show. Nah, when when agents and stuff calls and say, yo, we'd love to get a player on your show, we say, show us the trophy cabinet. <laughs> All right? Show us a picture of them drinking from a trophy. <laughs> tons and tons of Budweiser, or else they ain't getting on this show. <laughs> hey, All those right? are the rules, yeah. Hey, right, look, you know, we gotta have standards. Right? And there's uh i mean this player absolutely incredible uh plays for the national team plays for the houston dash i mean come on ladies and gentlemen unless you're driving and in fact if you are pull over all right (laughs) put the take the key out the ignition just so you don't scare nobody (laughs) put your hands off that off that steering wheel and put them together for the one the only jane campbell everybody hey jane (laughs) thanks guys how are you guys doing thanks for having me and uh Super honored. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're honored to have you uh, on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, okay, let, you know what? Let's let's obviously let's start with that big news: the the, the U.S. Women's National Team call up. Uh, you you already have a couple caps, uh, but this is uh, you know it, it's a it's a hot year for the dash. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> it, okay, you're walking in to camp a little bit a little, with your shoulders up, <laughs> chest out a little bit, a little, little swag. There's a little bit of a little, little bit of a strut when you walk in. You know? <laughs> How did you feel uh, about that news and, and uh, how much are you really looking forward to uh, this uh, upcoming camp? Yeah, super honored to get the call. I mean, um, I think everyone in the whole soccer world was even wondering if camp was going to exist this year yeah. just with COVID and everything. So the fact that they put on a camp is awesome. Um, they're obviously following all the safety regulations and everything. So um, it'll be it'll definitely be different and uh, interesting. But uh, like you said, now there's three Houston players coming in with Myself, Christy Mewis, and Shay Groom, and so uh, we're going to pack all the orange we can and <laughs> wear it around the hotel. So I'm super pumped to be with them, especially, and um, have some teammates with me, and um, I think we'll represent Houston really well. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it's you guys have sort of really, I mean, from where you were before the Challenge Cup to where you are now, it seems like two completely different teams. What is going on? Because is it just confidence? Are you are you putting something in the other team's food <laughs> <laughs> before they play? Y'all are balling. What's going yeah. on in Houston? Yeah, it must be the water or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, we're doing really well. I, I have to give credit to the staff. They've done really well with keeping us kind of driven and on you know, one path and following this one blueprint that we have and it's worked. So I think the biggest key is like everyone's bought in and James, our coach has given us this blueprint. He's like, this is how we're going to play. No questions asked. And everyone's really, really come in, whether they're, they've been new this year or they've been a veteran like myself. I think everyone's like, okay, we have to buy in. And if we buy in, we can go win the challenge cup. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it clearly uh, worked. Yeah. Even, you know, from the, you know, when we had uh, uh, Shay on the show and, and it, the, the challenge cup was great. Uh, especially for the Houston Dash, not only just because you guys were winning games, but you guys were winning games in absolute style, right? They were just incredible goals, uh, just entertaining uh, football. From from the goalkeeper perspective, you watching all that magic happening <laughs> up front. What was the what was the feeling like? You know, because I know sometimes goalkeepers, when things are happening all the way up front, they're like you feel like a fan a little bit, right? You're like, whoa, that was that's my team. That's There's a lot of video of them <laughs> celebrating by themselves when goals. Yeah. Yeah, know, yeah. right? like, we're never invited to anything. My no. gosh, I'm like, I'll just go get a water at this rate. Um, what, what, what was it like getting to see uh, Shay and Rachel Daly and, and yeah. Christy Mewis uh, ball out uh, in yeah. that fashion? 
Yeah, I think them three really, really had an amazing tournament together. I mean, you can't really make up that kind of chemistry on field. And, um, you know, I'm they showed out for the whole tournament. And uh, it was really cool. Like you said, I mean, like, you know, in years past, you know, when it comes down to like the 89th minute and we're winning 2 nothing, the feeling was like, oh, my gosh, we could lose the lead. But yeah. now kind of the difference is like, okay, the ball's in their half, they're possessing in their half. And it's kind of like, oh, it's nothing. Like we know we got the win. Like now we can, can we get three or four in a span of five more minutes? So the attitude's a bit different. Um, kind of, It's not necessarily like this cockiness, but I think we all have faith in each other to produce. Um, and I think even after the fall series, we still have a long way to go. But I mean, we've now broken dash records of like how many goals we've scored and um, number of wins back to back to back, which I think is crazy, right? Like, you know, the dash has been in existence for quite some time now. So um, I think it's really cool. We're breaking these records, but I do think we've got a long way to go. So it's pretty exciting. When you see like, uh, you know, let's say you're up to nil and there's maybe it's like 89th minute and there's a corner on the other side of the field. Do you ever be like, no one's telling me to go, but I'm just going to go up. There. I'm just gonna, like, what's the worst that happens? We went two one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like I'll start inching up towards the circle and everyone's like, hold on, hold on. You pretend you don't see him. You're just looking yeah. at this. Is I that know. a bird over there? You're yeah. looking at the opposite direction. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm, I'm out here trying to win. I don't know, yeah. what, you're yeah. talking, you know what you're talking about. I, like, I want, I want to run around after scoring yeah. a goal, you know? Yeah. Like the fake crowd noise is just too loud. I couldn't. Yeah. yeah. It. <laughs> it just got me. I, I'm hyped yeah. up. That's all. <laughs> Tell the fans in section 102, I can't. <laughs> yeah, and, and speaking, uh, you know, as a goalkeeper and, and you know, um, the, the Dash are also doing things uh, well defensively. Can you speak a little bit to uh, that uh, philosophy and that mentality and, and how you and your back line are like w- gelling together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, again, it goes to this blueprint of our style is kind of defending to attack. And so if our defense breaks down, the whole attack won't work. So everyone from the number nine up down to me all have to be on the same page in what we're doing defensively. And I think, yes, the back four is crucial, obviously with myself and then the six in front of them. But I do think it's a huge collective, right? If one domino falls, it's going to start trickling back to us. So um, the back line though, like you said, there's new players coming in and out. We've had like, 20,000 different back lines during the challenge cup in the fall series. So I think it's really cool that players have really stepped up, whether they're out of position or they're new or they're a veteran, they come in and it's been no problem. And I think that just goes to show that everyone understands the style of play and the blueprint. And I think if we nail that, then we'll be successful. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you guys are absolutely all clicking and, do you think now that you guys aren't in that bubble anymore, do you think that time in the bubble helped sort of solidify the team, bond the team a little bit? Because it does seem like it's a, and I'm sure that there's, it's not the case, but it seems like it's a bunch of best friends all high-fiving 24 <laughs> seven when I watch a Houston dash game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I think before the bubble, we really tried to, it was weird, you know, we were all in quarantine, so we couldn't, we couldn't really hang out, but we really tried to do like a bunch of zoom calls. Like we had team bingo and all of us were like, this is stupid. But then when we were doing it, it was like, all right, you know, like what else were we going to do in quarantine? So when a I bunch think- of competitive people didn't find a way to make bingo fun. <laughs> I, know. I know. So everyone's like fighting, you know, I think the prize was like free toilet paper. So it was like at that rate, it's like, you know, we're really uh, slim picking there, but uh, I think we, did. we did stuff like that, you know, once a week during quarantine where I think, Looking back, I think that was actually really helpful. So then when we got to the bubble where we were surrounded by each other 
24 seven. It was like, okay, I need a break from you. I'm going to go walk in the parking lot and run walk circles for an hour. You know? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was a, definitely a balance, but I do think our prep pre challenge cup really helped us to be in the bubble around each other 24 seven to then produce on field. So, okay. Did you get into the, the Mario Kart? uh on on nintendo switch because i heard that was also I, a yeah big thing. that was a uh, that was a huge gig i unfortunately <laughs> didn't get the invite but that's because i'm the best one so <laughs> everyone's got okay. a, everyone's got to prep for the best that's so, fair that's fair maybe okay. next maybe next year with whatever comes next year i'll get the call up but. okay uh and you know we, we were talking about the challenge cup and and uh, one of the best things about that challenge cup was the celebrations afterwards i i i, I want to know how the goalkeepers celebrated we saw uh you know the iconic photo of christy muis holding all the beers yes. uh, we saw shay groom uh with uh with the aggies ring and, and yep. drinking out of the out of the challenge cup itself how did you celebrate uh oh, that gosh. victory yeah um man i love that my favorite part was like the confetti at the end of the game where you could just make little snow angels that was sick um i've never had that happen before that was yeah. cool and you know, Budweiser, shout out Budweiser. They uh, they definitely kept our coolers built. So my job was just making sure everyone had one. I'll, I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> Finally, you good... get to assist. You're yeah, like... exactly. I get to be a part <laughs> of something. You're looking at Christy like it ain't that hard. I don't know why everyone is giving you all this credit. I'm doing this. I'm getting buckets out here. I know. Golly. When, when you talk about, you know, sort of your upbringing, you know, I believe it was at 16 years old, you got called in for the first time. Um, I was doing a little bit of reading about you. Both your parents are fighter pilots. Yeah, my mom's going to correct you on that. So my dad was a navigator. My mom flew and was, a, was the pilot. So, yeah. but yes, they both flew. They both flew. Your road yeah. trips must be hilarious. Your mom like, read the map. <laughs> You ain't touching your steering wheel. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Always, always beef between them. You know, it's like mom's mom's the top dog. You know. Okay. All right. Well, it, at the very least, it sounds like there was uh, a lot of discipline in your household. I mean, that, yeah. that's that's how you create an athlete with yeah. rules. And- Whether you like it or not, I mean, you're gonna get an athlete. You were gonna, be gonna become a, a professional athlete, just a yeah. world class athlete. Whether yeah. you, it wasn't up to you. Yeah, she's a scientist, right. but she's also doing push ups while the beaker gets filled. <laughs> Yeah. What what was could you get away with anything growing up? No, no, nothing. Not a thing. You know, like curfew was dark and that was that. So I was like, Uh, great, you know, when when daylight savings hits, like you gotta shoot the last basketball at five PM and then you gotta run inside. So um yeah. Childhood was great. Um mom and dad definitely helped me for a lot, but they were both athletes, but thankfully no one in my family played soccer, so I Stuck to soccer because I was like, you guys can't coach me. So <laughs> I'll do something that you guys don't know and you guys okay. can just be a fan. And that's how it worked out. So, yeah. When, when, uh, how did the, the, the decision to become uh, a goalkeeper happen? I feel like, you know, we've had a couple of goalkeepers on the show. There's something uh, innate, there's something different about the breed of goalkeeper, of, of, of the human beings who choose to do this job. Yeah. Uh, it's like you did... fall off a skateboard and you go like, you hit your head and you're like, I think I want to be a goalkeeper. That's how goalkeepers are created. <laughs> yeah, I fell, fell yeah, off my did, bike early on. <laughs> when did when did that happen when you were like, uh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a goalkeeper and then I think this is, this is what I want to do at, at, at a very elite level? Yeah, um, I played basketball and tennis growing up as well. So I played three sports all through until I went to college and then I just sucked soccer. But um, basketball was interesting because it was very similar to goalkeeping in a sense. Um, 
and it really, it was a winter sport in Georgia. So I went straight from soccer to then basketball in the transition and then back to soccer in the spring. So it was a nice mix up in that regard. And then tennis was also in the spring. So, um, I don't know. I, I think I tried out for like travel ball at maybe like U9, U10, you know, and everyone played on the field at that point. But I was like, I always wanted to go in goal because I could use my hands. And I was like, none of you guys can, so I can do something you can't. So yeah, yeah. that was kind of like my attitude towards it. And then the coaches were just like, no, you know, you're too athletic. Like we need you on the field, whatever. And then at maybe like 12 or 13, my coach was like, okay, you need to decide like full time what you want to be. And I was like, well, that's easy. I'll go in goal. You know, and they were kind of like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I've been asking you guys for four years now, you know, it's like, <laughs> no doubt, I'm sure, you know, so dropping like as many hints as possible. Yeah, here. <laughs> I know. It's like every, every game I'm like begging you. So, um, that's kind of what I decided. And then, um, you know, I started getting called up with the youth national teams at U 14 was our very first ID camp. So, um, after that, my dad called one of my, uh, mentors slash she's kind of like an older sister to me at that point, And he was like, Hey, you know, should Jane go to this national team camp at U14? And my friend Court, she goes, yeah, Mike, when have you ever been the best 100 at anything? Like, of course she's got to go. And so the top prospects yeah, in the country, yeah. like, yeah, you might want to yeah. uh, book yeah. a flight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, why don't you, so my, why don't you uh, call your wife and have her fly her to <laughs> as quickly as possible, all right? Yeah, so my dad was like, okay, I guess, I guess you're going to go. And that kind of, like, started everything. And then I think after that, after, you know, I kept getting called and, then I got the first call up with the full team. Everyone was kind of like, well, you know, this, this could be a thing maybe. And I had no idea at the time. I mean, um, I had no idea about like playing professionally, what that meant to me. It just meant playing for the U S that's what being a pro meant to me. Yeah. Cause I didn't know about leagues. I didn't watch leagues. Um, I grew up, you know, being a football and basketball fan. So for me, I didn't really watch soccer that much. So, um, I had no clue. And then going to college, you know, I obviously knew more about the league at that point. And then I knew hundred percent when I got to school, I was like, I'm going to go to school to go pro. So. Yeah. And even spe speaking to that, like, uh, you know, that is a common thing where, where people may not be aware of like what uh, necessarily options are available to them as far as like uh, right. playing professionally, but even fans are like, maybe they don't know about NWSL mm -hmm. or, you know, hasn't been around that long. What right. has uh, playing in this league uh, and, and, and being successful and, and, and being a, a bit of an ambassador for the league? What, what has that, how has that changed you as, uh, as an athlete? Yeah, it's been great. I mean, I think, you know, everyone when you're in college is like, hey, remember, you have a platform, you know, you represent this school, you know, don't, don't get smashed on social media and have everyone talk about it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that was interesting. And I definitely felt that at Stanford. And then being here, you know, first time my rookie year in the league, my first year, it was, you know, it was very new. to I think a lot of people, you know, I would say, yeah, I'm a professional soccer player. And they're like, Oh, where do you play? You know, what's the league? Like, I had no idea. But now I'll, I'll go walk my dogs outside and someone will ride by me on a bike and be like, Hey, congrats on the championship. And like, good luck next year. And like, just ride on by. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Like that's sick. You know I mean? Yeah, I'm not, yeah. in, I'm not in dash stuff and they, you know, we all live relatively in the city, but you know, people I think are starting to pick up at least in Houston that, you know, we won and we had a parade and, you know, we're carrying this championship trophy around. So I think it's like a bigger deal here. And especially being in a sports city, I think it's huge. So I think representing the league is awesome. And I think, you know, we've made such strides, especially the last two years in the league, um, Houston as well, but the league itself has just grown immensely. So I think, you know, going forward, it'll just be great for, for everyone involved and then every fan involved as well.
Yeah, it's amazing, especially with everything you guys are doing in Houston. It seems like just from outside, from the outside of view, it seems like the city is wild behind you guys. And that's absolutely yeah. impressive, especially since you guys are so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why shouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, that's the hope. You know, it's like, yeah. man, hopefully we can uh, keep scoring next year, Shay and Christy, and uh, <laughs> we can, uh, you know, draw some more fans in, you know. <laughs> I love how you're like, you got to score because I can't do it. They can't be back here. Like, so I'll this is your job. Call up, so. <laughs> Uh, Jane, we've asked goalkeepers this before, but there seems to be this thing in most goalkeepers where they're like, yes, I'm an incredible goalkeeper, but if I were put as a striker or as any other position, I'd be balling. You just don't see it because I'm stuck in goal, but I'm probably the best striker on the team. What If you had, and you said you played a different position when you were younger, what is the position you think you would excel at that you're just, you're not showing because they won't let you? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we have to serve each other. We have to do all different types of services when we're in training, and like no one sees it except the goalkeeper. So I'm like, uh-huh. I have the best service in the world. Oh my gosh, you know? So I don't know. At Stanford, whenever the field players were would honor invite me to play small size with them, I would be the number nine, but I would call it point because I'm not defending. So yeah. <laughs> they would just boot the ball up to me, and I'd try to no. turn someone and toe poke it in. But I'd probably You're- be. I'd probably be a, num- a classic number nine where I'm like a good post up and, you know, a couple finishes here and there, but like no defending really, you know? Yeah. That's okay. for you guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> You're like, I may be good at, the- I may be good at attacking, but I'm also not used to running back and forth box to box. It's exactly. Not my thing. Yep. So y'all handle that. I'll stay on this side of the field. <laughs> yeah. I'm good, I mean- I'm good for like an 18 yard sprint. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm sure it helps the, 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 the basketball moves. Yep. Uh, yeah. Just like a hold up play is yep. definitely <laughs> the, 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 yeah. the strength. Uh, the, uh, okay, so we have uh, uh, we have a couple questions from uh, so we have Gully Squad, Gully Squad, okay. are our, our supporters, group, our supporters right? okay. group. We love them, and and, cool. and they they are huge fans of you. They're huge fans of uh, NWSL. Um, so I have a couple of them. So th- this first question comes from Val Paschal. She said, um, "Who is the player uh, that you uh, least enjoy seeing head towards you on a fast break, and uh, oh, and who is the player that you enjoy the most?" Uh, a goal oh man um wow let's see whenever sam kerr was in the league i know she left the league but whenever she was coming down i was like golly i'm just (laughs) you know like i'm i'm praying at the moment and you know i'm hoping she uh like trips on a fake hole that's in front of her you know and and smacks it like right at me i mean i remember one time we played her at home she was with chicago i think at the time and uh just on a breakaway and blasted one and it went right by my face. And my dad called me after the game. He goes, you know, that's a good finish, but I'm really glad it didn't hit you. And I'm yeah. like, I guess, you know, thanks dad. You know, like we got scored on, but that's okay. okay. Um, He's like, I was cheering, yeah. but only because yeah. you didn't get hit in yeah. the face. Right. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'll have, I'll have to say I love um, going against Rach and training just because She's such a good finisher, but um, I always take a sense of pride when I uh, yeah, keep yeah. her out of the back of the net. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just saw um, the, the the game against Everton. West Ham yep. played against Everton uh, over the weekend, and I saw Rachel Daly there. I'm like, I, and just her inclusion in that team yeah. is just like, yo, this team is balling now. They are yeah. really, really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. We got uh, a question from Jim Manolius, uh, and I'm assuming he means – 
uh, soccer uh, shoes. But he said, what are your most favorite shoes? Well, so, the, and, the, and just to add, this is from Leilani Manolia. So this is his daughter who his we daughter. met at the, at the, oh, at the NWSL final. Okay. So, so there, look, the Gully Squad membership is for Jim, but he is getting crowbarring his daughter into this so his daughter okay. was like hand me your phone i got a question for jane <laughs> your oh, favorite man. boots i guess that'll I'm, be yeah, i'm assuming they mean please her um i wore uh i guess it was a magista pair sorry that's my dog again um and in college and it was the heat map um that nike had released they were yellow and then looked like a heat map on your boot um, yeah I can't, I don't remember, you know, exactly what the name was, but those are for sure my favorite boots. And I even, I asked our Stanford coach or our equipment man, I was like, Hey, can I get these? And he was like, no, like, you know, we've already ordered the equipment for the year, whatever. So I actually saved up some coaching money and went out and uh, bought them myself. Cause I was like, I have to wear these my senior year. Like I got to rock them. So I bet, I think those would be my favorite boots. Okay. What is, right. what, yeah. what do you, what do you consider when you're picking boots? Cause it's gotta be different than right. Strikers probably want something a little bit lighter yeah. on their foot, something super tight. Do you wear yours as tight, like a size and a half down, like everyone else does? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. You know, I'm pretty, you know, you know, size is strict. Um, I wear a 10 in women. So I think almost any brand, I think the 10 would be true to size to me, but I always wear soft ground, so I always have to have the studs. So um, that I've just when I became a freshman at Stanford, the goalkeeper coach there at the time, he was like, "We have to wear studs, no question." So I don't really know why, but I've never not worn studs on grass anymore. So um, any boot really that's not too firm with studs, I'll I'll wear. I'm not too picky. So okay. Uh, yeah. So we had another question from uh, Laura McCoy. She had asked, uh, she said, how are you the best penalty kick stopper in the league? <laughs> and do you have any advice for younger keepers? Yeah, I would uh, go get a lottery ticket. <laughs> um, man, I don't know. You know, it's a lot of studying and uh, a lot of film sessions for that. And I don't know. And ever since I was young, I loved PKs. I just, you know, we're in, it's like a lose-lose situation for us goalkeepers. So it's kind of like, why not have an optimistic outlook on it? And they're supposed to score. It's the 12 yards away with no defenders. So, I mean, it's kind of like we're screwed. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, that's just kind of my mentality going into it. And I try to control the situation as best I can. So if you ever see, I'll just stand by the goalpost for maybe 10 or 15 seconds and just take a deep breath. And in my mind, I just envision myself walking into an office and being like, okay, we're going to start my meeting. Um, that's kind of just like what I say to myself and that's how I control my mentality and how I control the situation rather than the ref controlling it or the field player controlling it or the shooter for that matter. So that's kind of what I do. I mean, studies and uh it's interesting because when when i uh i'm about to start a meeting in an office i have a panic attack okay (laughs) this is too much what are these people what do they want from me i I don't know what i'm talking about i have i have the most severe imposter syndrome (laughs) did you see the video of the gig of the goalkeeper telling the penalty kicker like you should chip me bro you should chip me. Don't oh, be. Yeah. He's like, don't be scared. You should chip me, bro. Do you ever go that route? Do you try to get yeah. in their heads? <laughs> I've been advised to. I mean, like so many coaches have said, like, bang on the crossbar, you know, like clap your hands. You know, one girl that I uh, played with when I was growing up, she would literally dance on the goal line and just try and like distract them. But it like worked every time because we were so young. We were like 12, 13. So I was like, I mean, more power to you. But like, I don't know. I just I've never been 
that kind of person to be like that. I mean, I'm sure it works, you know, my That'd God, be great for the everyone. ref, like waiting, the ref is waiting to blow oh, the whistle yeah. until the end of the renegade <laughs> dance. You know, like, It's a 15 <laughs> second dance. I feel <laughs> like we can... yeah. is she exactly. filming a TikTok. Like, I know. Oh, She's killing. <laughs> I'm like, you know, it, it depends on the dance, obviously, because yeah. they're doing like Cardi B's WAP dance. I'm right. like, yeah, this is, it, we don't need everybody would now. be like, everybody wait, we're going to wait. <laughs> We're going to respect what's happening here. <laughs> so a little distracting. I feel like the ref should chime yeah. in right now. Uh, yeah, seriously. The ref's like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, you oh. on? <laughs> All right. So uh, we have more questions from Gully Squad. This one came from Emily Gertis. She had asked, what did it finally mean uh, to beat the North Carolina Courage last week? And she says, I-, I believe it's for the first time, but I'm not sure. Was it the first time? Yeah, it was the first time in uh, club history, which is huge. Um, it was awesome. I mean, you know, when we played them the first game in the fall series, that game was very entertaining, and we lost 4-3. to three, And I think right. coming out of that game, we were like, we literally had the game in the bag and then just dropped the ball. So um, for us, and that was an away game too, so it would have been huge to get three points on the road, three points against them. Um, so for us coming back, playing them at home, uh, and again, we were like, okay, we can't, we can't slip up again. You know, like this is our chance to kind of show the league that, Hey, this isn't just like a one-off and anyone can beat them as long as you perform well. And so that was kind of our attitude going into it. And, uh, I think that's the cool part about this league is even though you do have clubs like North Carolina who have been, you know, kind of the powerhouse for years, anything can happen on any given day in this league. And I think that's really cool. So for us, again, regardless of it's the fall series, regardless of who's on loan, whoever, the fact that we had 11 players out against their 11 and we smacked them, it was huge. So big win for us. And uh, unfortunately, you know, didn't do enough the first game to get the win or even a tie. And that would have pushed us in to win the fall series. But it was huge. Great game and super fun to play them. Yeah, it uh, I was just going to add, like, what what makes um, – I, I, as far as, like, as a fan, I mean, we were at the final and we saw them against the Red Stars, and they clearly – they're a very strong team. They're very mm-hmm. dominant. What um, – what do teams? We thought it was look- disrespectful. They didn't let the Red Stars touch the ball. I'm like, come on, <laughs> just for a minute, you know. <laughs> well, what is it? You know, because some that sometimes happens. Even the Red Stars, they got to the they got to the final, and mm-hmm. it it looked like a, they, they made them look like a team that almost didn't belong in the playoffs, right. right? Yeah. What What is it? What do you look for when you play when you play them? Like, what is it yeah. uh, specifically that you're like, all right, these are the main things I need to uh, worry about. Yeah, I think Paul Riley's done a huge, huge uh, – he's made a huge impact on them because he's stuck to his blueprint, which is the four-two-two-two system, which is very bizarre to most people. So, um, And every player on that team, whether they're a 90-minute starter or they get in once a year, know that system to a T. So I think that's what makes them so dangerous, in my opinion, is that anyone can be playing and the system will work. Nine out of 10 times. So, um, of course, they've always had, you know, these stacked rosters. And sometimes their first sub is like a three-time World Cup champion. You're like, oh, great. (laughs) It's like, okay, you know, it's like, dang, it's like the 70th minute. We haven't subbed once yet. (laughs) um, I think it's just, I think they know the system so well. And Paul isn't changing his mind on anything. And in the fall series, they they mixed it up a bit. You know, they played a 3-5-2. They played a 3-4-3. So, um, they did play their 4 Four two 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 as well, but it was just different. So um, a different look. But again, they have such sophisticated players from top to bottom that 
I think the fact that their players are so bought into his style is, is what makes them so effective. All right. Great. We have a question uh, from Matt, uh, who just said, you know, first he started by saying Jane is an outstanding keeper, which I think we all agree. Um, <laughs> what is it that you bring to the national team that sets you apart from the other keepers in the system? And is the country ready to see just how good you really are? <laughs> that's a great question. This guy loves oh, you. Yeah, that's uh thank you for the compliment. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm different in a sense that I'm very athletic and I know that's vague but I think I'm one of the fastest keepers in the world I think I'm one of the most explosive keepers in the world based on numbers alone so um, I think now my next step moving forward is when I'm with the national team or you know with Houston it's getting the consistent performances where it's like oh I'm not making the mistake to cause a goal against I'm I'm making sure we're even we're even or we're we're winning, you know, I'm not doing stuff to, uh, have us concede if that makes sense. So, yeah. um, I think I just bring a little bit more flair. Um, I've always been that way. I love playing with my feet. I love being kind of like a sweeper keeper and, um, kind of being that 11th attacker instead of being shoved to the side and just stuck in goal. And I think I'm really good at it. So I think that's my strength is my feet. And, um, I hope that that helps one day with the national team. And if it doesn't, no problem. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, the, it's a good way uh, to look uh, at it. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other um, uh, goalkeepers that you had uh, let, that you looked up to women's men's that, that you, I don't know if you necessarily model your game after, but that, that definitely were uh, a bit of an inspiration at least. Um, yeah. I think uh, growing up, I really only knew about Tim Howard and hope solo. Um, I was fortunate enough to work with Hope a few times in camp and um, playing under her was, was really interesting just because she wasn't necessarily the most athletic or the most skillful. She just had a presence where when she played in the 5v5 game, you knew your team was losing. It's like, you know, there it was just no question. So yeah, yeah. for me, I was like, wow. And I was so young at that point where I didn't really have much of a presence. You know, I didn't, I wasn't confident speaking. I wasn't confident really communicating and understanding why I have to talk to my back line. Whereas seeing her, I was like, Oh my gosh, now I understand what communication really is. It's not, you know, I'm not bullying people. It's, it's really just information that's used throughout the 11. So that was really eye opening for me. And um, just being in camp with her and seeing how she trains, it was just uh, kind of just like a level of excellence that was being strived for. I thought um, whether it was right or wrong, um, I just thought it was very interesting seeing that. And then uh, Tim Howard, I'll never forget his performance in the World Cup where he had like a record like 16 or 17 saves. Against Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Um, against, yeah Belgium. against Belgium. It was, it was huge. And I thought, you know, especially the men's team, you know, how they're not really favored in the World Cup like that. I thought him just carrying the team, I was like, yeah, anyone, you know, that's huge. Like that's what we're there for. And I thought that was just super inspiring for me. And it's like, if I can do that, every game to help carry my team to get the win or get a tie, then, you know, then I've done my job. So that was just, I'll, I'll never forget that performance. Cause I think that's what our job represents. After hanging out with Hope Solo that first time, did you come back to like your club and be like, yo, Jane's here. Somebody, get, <laughs> somebody get me a coffee. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my club coach was definitely like, yeah, you need to take <laughs> Yeah. Take it down a notch, Jane. Damn. <laughs> did you hang out with Hope Solo or did he? Yeah. Why'd you get all this confidence from? Why are you wearing a mink? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you again for joining us today on the Cooligans. And thank you, Jane Campbell, goalkeeper of the Houston. 
Houston Dash and the U.S. Women's National Team uh, for joining us as well. We're absolutely Amazing. honored. Uh, Jane, is there anything you want to let people know about uh, before we end the show today? Yeah, I uh, just want to say thank you guys so much. This has been super, super cool. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing for me. So thank you again. Uh, and uh, on Instagram, you can follow me, Jane Campbell underscore, and uh, check out my brand. It's called aceofspadesapparel.org, and uh, that's the uh, Instagram handle as well. So that'd be sick. And uh, thank okay. you guys for having me. Awesome, yeah, yeah. And, and the dog is uh, one wants to be a part of the shout out as well. I know. Sorry. This dog's like, did you mention my Instagram? You know? <laughs> what's what's the dog's name? I'm curious. Her name is Tinkerbell. 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 The biggest diva in the world. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you again uh, for joining us. Make sure you uh, follow at Soccer Cooligans on all social media platforms. Uh, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Soccer Cooligans. Uh, we do a bunch of fun stuff there as well. Uh, follow Fubo Sports uh, on all social media and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. Uh, all right. So let us end the show so the way we normally do, as is tradition. Uh, uh, so uh, Jane will participate. So thank you again, Jane, for joining us. So for Jane Campbell, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cooligans! <laughs> <laughs>